and welcome to the 2020 season of the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adila Afiz, the Global Business Whisperer, and I'm so excited you're here today. The Business Whisperer podcast is about helping you tap into the brilliance and ability that you have to create your life and your business intuitively, authentically, and successfully. Each week, we bring you tools, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you do just that. So if you are ready to download some of this business whispering magic into your life and business, stay tuned because you're in the right place. Hello and welcome to the Business Whisperer podcast. I'm so excited you're here today because not only do we have this fresh new episode for you, but today we are kicking off our interview series for the year with an awesome new interview with Jade Green all the way from Australia. Now, you are going to love listening to Jade because she is just so bright, so bubbly, so personable, and more importantly, she is the walking, talking embodiment of everything that we talk about here on the Business Whisperer podcast. Jade was the definition of successful. She had it all in Sydney, had an amazing career, stunning high-rise apartment, sports car, everything that everyone told her she was so lucky to finally have and that she had made it and yet in her soul she felt like something was missing she felt this giant hole of emptiness in her gut that never left her alone until eventually that feeling that whisper of feeling like something was not aligned something was not quite right led to her actually giving it all up and walking away as scared as she was As much as she looked like she lost on the outside, she made not only a remarkable comeback in the personal development and entrepreneurship field, but she is someone who now spends her time inspiring people all over the world with her story. So Jade now is a certified trainer and facilitator for both Mind Valley and the Genius Group. And she combines all of her incredible years of being in business with helping empower business owners and entrepreneurs to actually create a life and a business that they want through reverse engineering. So her own business, Life Engineered, is about helping business owners and entrepreneurs reverse engineer all aspects of their business and life so that they can get their people and their profits under control and have more time and freedom. So I'm so excited to get into the interview for today because Jade is here and she is going to be talking to us about her mission to help busy business owners remember that we are souls here having a human experience. So without further ado, let's welcome Jade onto the podcast. So hello and welcome to the Business Whisperer podcast, Jade. Welcome. We are so excited to have you on today. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I'm super excited after our initial chats and learning more about the Business Whisperer and everything. I'm really excited to be here. The only concern I have for our episode today is I think we're going to have so much to talk about that (laughs) trying to keep it within our time frame might be a challenge, but that is, uh, we might as well get straight into it. Let 
us know a little bit more about you, who you are and what you're currently doing and how you got there. (laughs) Okay. Who am I? What a wonderful question. What a wonderful question to ask ourselves in the morning, right? I actually encourage my clients to do that, to meditate and get up in the morning and say, who am I at a soul level? Like if I'm not my job, if I'm not the tasks that I do, if I'm not my achievements, who am I? So who am I? I am a soul here having a human experience. I'm a equal parts tomboy, girly girl and entrepreneur. I'm a surfer, an adventurer and a absolute learning junkie. My happy place is in the classroom, which is why I changed career to be able to teach in a classroom and facilitate workshops rather than um, work, just work under fluoro lights. I love it. Love so many aspects of that. It's so true. We are all souls here having a human experience in a body, aren't we? Tell me more about your current business, what it is, what it's called and your mm-hmm. role in that. Amazing. Okay. So my current business is Life Engineered and Life Engineered was born after hitting rock bottom, basically, emotionally. I had a recruitment firm. I'd been in recruitment for 13 years and I found it was me trying to squash a square peg into a round hole. I wanted to be the world's largest neighbor of humans that were happy at work so that we had the ripple effect, right? Because you're at work so much and what happens in your workday has a massive impact on your mental health and it has a massive impact on how you interact with other people. So like parents going home and how they snap at their kids, people disconnecting from their friends, like the stress and the anxiety. And I was trying to fix some of these problems with a recruitment firm that wasn't working. When I went through a bit of a process and decided to leave that business, to close that down and to follow my soul, I sat down, I was in South Africa. I'd broken my toe week one of a five week surfing trip in Africa And so I was, you know, stuck watching epic surf struggling and really started to think about what it was that I wanted to do. What was my soul being called to do? What lit me up? What brought me joy? What gifts do I have? And really brainstormed that out. And that's where part of the realization that the classroom or such is my happy place. Would that be a virtual classroom? But learning was my happy place. And what I absolutely loved most over my years of business was coaching and teaching other people and working with businesses to upgrade their culture and to educate. So I was like, okay, I want to do that. But I also don't want people to get where I was, like the epitome of successful. Like everyone thought I was so lucky because I had the obnoxiously bright colored sports car. I had the five or six star apartment looking over the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the $5,000 watches, the Prada bags, everything, the big office on Pitt Street in the city of Sydney, the staff, the investors, everything, the husband I'm, everyone's lucky to have. And I was miserable and I'd found myself in that business working it specifically to win more awards. So at some stage, something flipped. When I took on the investors, I started really chasing the accolades and I didn't want anyone else to find themselves in a situation where I was like the midlife crisis going, you have all the things, you've done all the things to be successful. Everyone thinks you're amazing and you're fucking dying. Mm. Like your soul is dying using busy as an avoidance tool. I just figured if I just filled every single hour of every day, then I could avoid my unhappiness. I could try and mask it, pretend I was happy. If I just work towards this next thing, then I'll be happy. And I didn't want other business owners 
to do that. I didn't want other people to live their life that way. So that's why Life Engineered was born. So the idea around that is to reverse engineer all aspects of your business. So I work with entrepreneurs and people that are leaving careers to start their entrepreneurship, but making sure that they reverse engineer their business to serve their soul and their true happiness and their life. So we engineer our lives to be what really brings us joy. That a really long answer. (laughs) No, that's brilliant. And I know, and especially in a place like Sydney, there are these cities around the world that are just notorious energetically as well for really making that stuff so important and so significant, Mm -hmm. the stuff on the outside. And part of this podcast as well, it's the tagline is about creating your business intuitively and authentically so that your success is one that feels good on the inside as well as the outside. It's not about just one extreme or the other. It's actually how do you like you say, engineer your life and be conscious around your choices and what you're choosing and why you're choosing it so that you feel really congruent and really happy at all levels of your expression of life. Yeah. And the key thing is like, you're not doing something that you should, you're not trying to build a business that's a million dollar turnover because that's what success looks like. Like I've seen too many people, they, they just desperate to get to this million dollar mark because that's what they think success is but it's costing them 1.1 million to run the business. It's like, this is not success, people, not success. And all your hair hair fell out or you're now 25 kilos overweight and you can't keep a relationship and your kids barely know what your name is. It's about redefining what success is and what success is for you. Yeah, I hear you. So what are you working on right now? What are the things that are lighting you up right now? Oh, the things that are lighting me up right now is just done a collaboration with a very dear friend of mine that I met a year ago when I became a facilitator for iLab. And we've now traveled the world to multiple countries in the last 12 months. It's been amazing. She does all of my personal branding and she's amazing at doing the visual side of personal branding and finding tone of voice and things. And I do a lot of work in coaching clients through their value cycles. So understanding how do you create followers, community, prospects, turn them into clients, turn them into raving loyal fans, but then how you can create partnerships to tap into each other's flow. Like, so who can you partner with and go through that? And I'm a LinkedIn guru. So we build that in too. So we're working on a collaboration right now called Becoming a Visible Leader. So coaching entrepreneurs on how they can use their personal brand to fill their CRM and build these pipelines with not only with partners, but by showing up where their avatar is and where they can be heard. So that's something super, super exciting I'm working on. The other thing is, So many of our listeners are going to be so interested in that. So we'll definitely put the links to that if they're already out to in the show notes. And if not, we'll have to put links to where they can find you and follow your journey in the future so that as soon as this launches, they're able to get jump on that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, depending on when we go live, hopefully the page is going to be finished today (laughs) for the learning page. The course is all ready to rock and roll. We're just getting the actual asset ready to press go. That is so cool. And are you someone who really sees the value and puts energy into finding collaboration uh, like this one that is a win-win for everyone, including the people who are participants in a course like this? A hundred percent. So 
what I do with a lot of my clients is get them to think about the customer. So what would serve the customer best? Like what would be the ultimate thing to help them? And then going, okay, well, if you don't have all of the skills to deliver that ultimate experience, partner with someone who does. And most likely they have a tribe that your unique skill set could be served by as well. So you're both being able to serve more people by bringing your geniuses together. It makes it so much easier also for building your lists because you tap into each other's flow. You can leverage off each other and the credibility too, because you can social proof each other. So it really is a win, win, win situation. If you can create the right partnerships. A hundred percent. I could not agree with that more. Okay. So you've got iLab and you've got this collaboration. What else is happening? Yeah. So I've just finished, uh, I've just done two Mind Valley seminars uh, in Australia. So we're just looking at the dates for next year of when we're going to run some more Mind Valley events. Um, looks like I'm going to go off to LA in February to go to Mind Valley Live and Martine, who I'm doing the collab with, will do a workshop while we're there as well. But so tell our from, listeners a little bit more, Jade, about your involvement with Mind Valley and how you're the person in Australia that's kind of really growing it out here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this story. <laughs> so I read the code of the extraordinary mind, which is vision who created Mind Valley's book back when I was going through all that turmoil that I was talking about. And it was one of the contributing factors to me making the decision to walk away from the recruitment firm and, and follow my And I'd read the book and I turned to my then roommate, said to him, I'm going to fly to KL, which is head office and commission to license me in Australia. I need to take all this back to businesses and teach them how to build is based on happiness and helping people be happy, not just these vanity metrics. And he's like, good luck with that little girl. (laughs) And so it was like, okay, no, I'm going to do this. And that was like this intent that I sent out. And then about six months later, I'd actually just done iLab as a participant for the first time. And during that, they dare us to think of these partnerships. Who do you want to tap into flow with? How can you serve them? Et cetera, et cetera. And I wrote down Mind Valley and iLab. So I flew straight from iLab in Bali to Barcelona to do Mind Valley University, the very first one that they had. And I did a seminar with Vision called the Be Extraordinary Seminar, which is based on the Code of the Extraordinary Minds book. And during that, Vision goes through all of the stuff like how do we overcome and beat the bullshit rules of society, how we can not take on the programming from the culturescape, set goals that align to our soul's true happiness, and the six-phase meditation. So he guides us through the six-phase meditation. And part of the six phase is visualizing our future and like segment intending, a bit of Esther Hicks sort of um, and Chrissy Marie Sheldon abundance and, and manifestation stuff in there. And so I sit there and I'm literally a meter and a half away from vision and my visualization, the thing that pops into my mind is I see myself standing on a purple stage with massive white Mind Valley wings delivering a seminar. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But during it, I also segment intend that the net very next day, how I'm going to wake up, I'm going to speak to my friend that's got a meeting with vision, ask him the best way to position myself to pitch to be the Australian representative or like, is there something that we can do? Like, what, what could that be? And then like by some miracle, I'm going to have dinner with vision and pitch him this. <laughs> and that's the way the day is going to go. Easy laundry list for the day. Yeah. Easy thing, right? So I shit you not, we finished the meditation. Vision finishes it. He stands up and he's like, last night, Jeffrey Perlman and I, and Jeffrey Perlman's the marketing genius behind Zumba, one of the co-founders of Zumba. We dreamt up this idea where we're going to license up to 50 
people around the world to be Mind Valley certified trainers. And so we're going to take applications. If you're interested, like at the end of this session, just go and talk to Jason and we'll send you the application process. There'll be like interviews and da da da. You'll have to have an interview with me and go through the process. And then up to 50 of you will be licensed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then he says, and my wife, Christina is flying out tomorrow. So who'd like to have dinner with me? I'm like, where's the restaurant? I'll be there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So that was fun. The story ends. Obviously I went to dinner. I didn't have to do the application process because I had dinner with Vishen and spoke to him. And so he approved me. They ended up taking 42 of us at the time. And we went to LA and did nine days worth of training and almost exactly one year to the day, I presented that specific seminar. So that one day, at Mind Valley University in Tallinn, Estonia. So I delivered the same seminar that I'd manifested at Vision's own thing in Estonia. And my stage was blue with white wings, but yeah. they'd also accepted me to put on a LinkedIn workshop to the crowd. And instead of giving me the small room, they gave me the big room with 600 people, like it could seat 600 people. And when they walked me in to show me the room, of course, the stage is purple. So I have a purple backdrop with massive white wings. I enter from the left-hand side of the stage, which is exactly uh, the right-hand side of the stage, which is exactly what I had seen in my imagery. Like when I visualized it, I walk on like, this is crazy. So so obviously I have great belief in teaching this seminar because I am walking (laughs) evidence of the power. So now I facilitate that seminar. I've got the rights to... So I'm the licensed person for Queensland, New South Wales and Bali. And we have another trainer down in Melbourne supported by his beautiful partner. So Amrit is looking after Victoria and his partner Kay. So we often team up. So I've gone down and run seminars with him, but we've also teamed up. We ran the seminar in Tallinn together. We ran one in Croatia at Mindvalley U this year together as well. So yeah, between the three of us really for Australia, we've got that nailed, but yeah, Mindvalley's just, what's super exciting. They just dropped me a message and asked, would I be interested in actually doing coaching for them as well? And and if they could sell packages where people could buy the quests or do the courses and that, and then have a coaching element on the back, would I be interested? So that's, um, hopefully we can make that dream a reality for people too. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. I'm super excited. And that's what led me to the other thing I'm doing right now. So the call straight after this actually is I created a new one-on-one coaching program for the Be Extraordinary, on the back of the Be Extraordinary seminar to help the participants to go through that process or anyone that's read the Code of the Extraordinary Mind or has done any Mind Valley stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that they have to do it as a prerequisite because they can always read the book before we start our coaching sessions, but it gave me the motivation to create a new style of program, which is super fun. That is so much stuff, Jade. I imagine that you have so much spare time amongst all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I know you love surfing and that you uh, try and make that a priority and fit that schedule as well. With the Mind Valley work, what are the projects that are coming up in Australia and anything coming to New Zealand for our listeners in Australia and New Zealand? Yeah, well, I'm actually talking to Amrit and Kay about what we could do in New Zealand early next year. So we haven't set the dates yet. And in terms of Australia, again, we haven't set the dates yet for what tours we're going to be. I've been asked to go and do one in Perth. So there'll be something in around Mar- February, March. 
we'll have some dates come out for the one day seminars. But in terms of the Be Extraordinary Coaching and that side of things, I am taking on people now for that. So if anyone wanted to get in contact and know more about that, we have quests as well that I can support people as they go through that process. That's fantastic. Now, I remember you and I chatting about kind of one of your zones of genius, which is helping other people find their zone of genius. And yeah. you told me about helping people find their genius in the natural way that they were born to create wealth in their life. Tell uh-huh. us a little bit more about that. Yes, that came from basically the iLab stuff, which is Roger James Hamilton's teaching. So wealth dynamics, and it's really about understanding your profile. And it it kind of relates to like, if anyone's done Strength Finder 2.0, like the Gallup stuff, it's about understanding your personality type, your unique genius and your natural tendencies and your weaknesses, turning up the dial on your strengths and not over-focusing on your weaknesses and making sure you find team members, whether they be employees or outsourced staff or coaches or even family members or partners that can build out your triangle. So we talk about having your ideal team is you and two others, which will give you by, and by doing the right setup of it, you actually will cover all eight geniuses because everybody has a genius and their wings either side. So if you create your triangle of your ideal team the right way, then you're covering all the different energies. We, we believe a lot in the, the Chinese energies as well and how that plays into the different tasks that you do during the day and the mindset you need to be in to do certain business tasks or uh, even life tasks really. So yeah, I do the profiling system through wealth dynamics. And then we also understand their wealth spectrum level. So where you actually are realistically right now on the wealth spectrum to understand what is your natural path to genius, uh, natural path to wealth. So using your genius, what is the logical steps and the easiest way for you to find flow to be able to rise up the wealth spectrum? Now, I love that word flow. Me, my work and this podcast, it's all about finding that flow, finding alignment, finding congruence so that it doesn't feel like you're pushing crap uphill to achieve what you want to achieve in your life and in your business. So tell me a little bit more around people listen to this podcast. And one of the things that I think they listen to this podcast for is to help remind them to get out of their heads. You know, everything in this reality tells us to be all about the mind and to be planners and to be um, logical and cognitive and one plus one equals two and that kind of Mm -hmm. thinking. And it doesn't leave room for your gut or your intuition, for your knowing, for your alignment to come in and get you into flow where things actually just move so much faster Mm -hmm. and create in ways that you can't plan for and you couldn't cognitize kind of (laughs) just like you know if I'd asked you a year before you created your whole experience with Bashir you wouldn't have been able to get (laughs) right oh no (laughs) (laughs) so for our listeners what tips or tools do you use if any to remind you or to really help you stay in that space where you're not discounting your gut and your intuition, where you are following the whispers per se. For me, definitely connecting back to nature. So you you mentioned before I'm a surfer and you can tell when I'm completely out of alignment or I'm not in a good mood or something's not going right. My sister will be like, you haven't been surfing, have you? Go surfing. So getting, which for me is my meditation is it's connecting to the ocean. It's getting out of the technology. It's being in nature. It's, you have to tap into 
your body and be more in your body and less in your brain. Otherwise you might drown. Um, <laughs> things don't work out so well. So that's a really key thing for me. That is my meditation, but actually doing meditations and I struggle to just sit quietly. So the six phase is hugely beneficial for me, like being guided through or doing little mini guided meditations and then journaling straight afterwards. That really helps. And watching sunrise. If I just go and sit and watch sunrise, the, the downloads I get from my soul, just amazing. Like having, giving the white space. So something that I try to do, I'm not amazing at it, but I try to do is schedule white space time into my calendar so that I can allow myself to be able to get those downloads. And then something we teach with like from Mind Valley is learning how to tap into your intuition is about recognizing and journaling when you've had a gut feel and you went with your gut and it worked out or you didn't go with your gut and something bad happened. So you, and trying to figure out where did you feel that in your body? So when that gut feeling happened, did you actually feel it in your gut? Was it a sensation in your chest? Was it a quiet whisper in your ear to do something and making note of it. And just that way you can start dialing into your intuition. It could be things like even like practicing flipping a coin and whatever the first instinct comes into your head, like running with that and seeing if it played out or did your brain overturn it? Like, did you go, Oh, I wanted to say heads, but I went tails because then I started thinking and I was like tails and it came up heads and it's like, damn it. You can start practicing these things to see how your how your intuition actually plays out in your body. Totally love this. We talk about this a lot in terms of, you know, people always say, well, how, how can I do this? And like everything else, it's building that muscle of using and actually trusting your intuition. And the more times you practice it and do it, it builds the evidence. It builds the case for you to actually trust yeah, that gut trust instinct it. next time and to trust it for bigger and maybe more significant and in inverted commas things. Part of this podcast was around the fact that when I work with people in every other area of their life, even health, relationship, body, they can go there and it's okay. But when it comes to business and money, mm -hmm. It's so significant. The cost of failure is perceived to be so high that they're not willing to trust that intuition, that gut, and kind of go with what they know deep down. Mm -hmm. Rather, it seems a safer option to do what they've been told to do or what they see yeah. everyone else doing and let their mind override them. So I love those exercises and well, those things that you've mentioned. There's one key thing that I say is in the first three seconds, your soul answers and everything else after that is your mind trying to decide, your mm. ego trying to rationalize, right? So whenever I'm trying to get a client to give me a real answer for them, I get them to close their eyes and I say, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. And as soon as I've asked the question, I want you to open your eyes and blurt out whatever came was the first thing. Yeah. And don't judge it. Don't analyze it. Just, we can always look back later and go, oh, that was interesting. Where'd that come from? But, and you can do that for yourself, right? You can be like, okay, close eyes, three, two, one, ask the question, bang, what came out? And don't judge yourself, like just journal on it. Mm. And you can reflect back and go, fuck, where did that come from? That's interesting. Do I really mean that? And you can ask yourself later and try and justify it to yourself later if you want to. But if you start practicing it, you'll start getting more in touch with what your soul really wants. 
Love it. So good. (laughs) People who are at that next stage or who are already entrepreneurs um, Mm -hmm. and they're looking to get to that next stage in their business with success, what is it that, what would you say to someone who is looking for the secret? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of secrets, understand your shit, do the work and face your shit. So that means this is where I apply some of the mind Valley stuff is, is really questioning yourself on your decisions up until this date. So has it been based on what you've taken from the culture scape? So like programming from your parents, religion, schools, government, are you doing things because you should and really getting in touch with that and thinking, is this based on a bullshit rule? Like the rules, the bullshit rules of society. Have I made decisions up until now based on ego? Am I looking at what I want to do with my business Actually, if I look at it, is it because I've got a soul-sucking search for significance and I'm trying to fill a void or what are the motivators? So once you can understand that, then it helps you to really decide where you want to go. Because if you start setting goals based on the shoulds and the bullshit rules of society, you won't get the success you want because your soul doesn't really want it. And you'll self-sabotage. There'll be all sorts of shit that happens and it will be literally like pushing shit uphill. Whereas when, as soon as you click into doing something that is actually in alignment, your success, like seriously, I can't even tell you, I, even though I teach this, there's still always that programming. I still have this soul sucking search for significance. I was trying to do certain things with business. I was trying to like aligning myself and taking clients on because it made my ego feel better or made me feel more worthy by being aligned with these people. Mm. And the minute I made the decision to walk away and focus purely on what I really love right now. Oh my God, I manifested 20 grand in one day. Just my friend that I'm doing the collaborations with, we both sat down and we were like, okay, what do we want to manifest this week? I'm like, extra 20K. She's like, 20K? I'm like, extra 20K. And no joke, both of us manifested 20K each. Wow. But it was because we got out of our own way and we started doing what actually was scary as shit. We're like, oh my God, we have to put ourselves out there. We're going to have to do this. But it happened. And so it's about... Yeah, it's, it, you need to really look at your motivators and understand, are your goals based on the bullshit rules of society, what you should do and the culture scape, or are they actually what light you up? Because as soon as you get out of your own way and your soul is saying, yeah, this is what I really want, the universe can deliver it. Oh my God, I sound really woo-woo right now, but <laughs> they're the key things. But then also going through your limiting beliefs. So I go through a process because I say I'm a five-dimensional coach, right? And I work on business relationships wisdom, health, adventure, and spirituality. And I go through with myself and with clients and I go, right, what are my beliefs in each of these areas? How many of those are limiting beliefs? How do I need to grow to be able, because I then set goals in each of those areas that are aligned to my soul's true purpose. And then how do I need to grow? What shit do I need to deal with? What limiting beliefs do I need to overcome to be able to step up into the person that can actually achieve those goals? So if the entrepreneurs want to go to the next level, you go through that process. Like I did this with my sister for three days over New Year's last year. We'd start on New Year's Eve and on on the 2nd of January, we're still like in our bikinis, in my house, like writing on the walls with paper, going through this whole thing. What's your character traits? Who do you really want? Who are you really at a soul level? And then you'll click and the path will become clear of what you should do to move forward. Amazing. I'm sure our listeners are receiving so much value from all of these tools and tips. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing? Yeah. So on that one, once you've got that though, 
you need to put it into play. So you need to actually do the work too, right? So it's not just about manifesting. So through iLab, but also from reading an amazing book called The 12 Week Year, have developed a 12 week business plan system, right? And I, and this is what Roger teaches is, and this is what I really suggest all entrepreneurs do is create a 12 week business plan as if your year is only 12 weeks, pick one, what, by when, so one key goal to focus on by what date you're going to achieve it and then work out what your milestones are for every week up until that for the 12 weeks. It's not a to-do list. It's like your big milestones, the big things is going to be ticked off. And then understand your financials and work the plan. Try not to get shiny thing syndrome. Stay focused. Yeah, I think that's so valuable, isn't it? Not getting shiny thing syndrome and really knowing your numbers. It's it's quite amazing, I think, the number of entrepreneurs, people in business who actually aren't tracking the metrics. They're not tracking the numbers. Sometimes they're doing better than they think they are. Other times they're not, but they actually have no idea until it's too late in the year or it's the end of the financial year or the end of the year, like we're sitting at now, Mm -hmm. before they realize that their numbers are off or they're not on target. Yeah. And also, too many people focus just on the top line number, like what the turnover is, and they don't look at their numbers to know what their cost of sale is and the cost to deliver something, especially coaches as well. Like they don't think about what they go, oh yeah, well, it's just my time. No, like you've got ClickFunnels or Kartra or MailChimp, you've got this, you've got that, you've got all these other things, you're marketing, you're advertising. Like really understand what does it cost for you to deliver your product or service and then set your numbers based on how much money you want to take home reverse engineer it. Go, how much do I want to take home? And then work the other way. And reverse engineering applies, you know, to every area of your life and business. And, you know, energy is another one where people often discount just how valuable it is. You know, I'm at the point where I'm able to say quite firmly now to people and to myself, like, actually, my most valuable resource is my energy and my time and then Mm -hmm. my money. And so if you're not reverse engineering how you want to feel doing these things and how much time and energy it's going to take, if it's taking you a 12 hour day to make whatever amount it is that you're making, even though it sounds great on paper, like you said, if you're not looking at what it's actually costing you to bring in that amount of money, if you divided Mm -hmm. that by the number of hours you're putting into it and the (laughs) levels of frustration, you know, you're actually not aligned right now and you're wondering why it's not feeling good. Yeah. And the amount of people that they don't want to look at it, right? And especially people that have worthiness issues, if they're using like busy as an avoidance, they don't want to know the numbers because they don't want to beat themselves up if they go, oh shit, actually my hourly rate really, if you look at all the hours I really do, I get paid as much as a VA. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's also about the reverse engineering and thinking about what your life is. Like I made, and when I spoke to you originally, like I just got out of the surf, I was going to look after my nephew for the day. I'm happy to sacrifice a day's worth of earnings to spend with my family. And I don't get to do it every week because, you know, things do come up, but I try my best to dedicate one weekday to spending it with my sister and my nephew, because that's part of the reason why I left Sydney and moved here. Like, because that is more valuable to me because there's no point making all this money and then not having any time to share it with them. One of my core values is family. Well, it's great to have cash in the bank, but 
what am I? He doesn't hug me. Doesn't he? Doesn't say, Auntie Jenny, Auntie Jenny, I love you. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And that's so interesting as well because people, again, when you get to the place where you're really aligned, you know, also that you're able to make choices that feel good at every level, not just make sense in your mind. Like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to make more money. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually. Are you able to make choices that light you up in every area of your life, make you feel fulfilled, give you energy to be able to go do what you want? And actually, with that self-worth point that you brought up, you know, we've all heard about the value in practicing being able to say no to things and turn things down. And especially when, you know, someone approaches you or you have like today I'm referring out all my uh, new clients to other practitioners because I'm having time off over Christmas and new year. And so emergency clients that are coming up or, you know, it's great and I could help them. It was really tempting, but I had to hold that boundary so Mm -hmm. that I was refreshed and I was aligned and I knew that I was really believing in that abundance that I speak about and the fact that the universe is working with you when you get really congruent and stay on the page that you yeah. say that you want to stay on. So yeah, so many good points. I'm, I'm sure people are pinging away with ideas. <laughs> so Jay, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate not only your time, but how vulnerable and how candid you've been with your amazing stories. We are going to put the links to how people can find you and follow you and stay connected with you and your work through all of the different ventures that you're involved in, um, in the show notes. Uh, so business whisperers, check them all out, check out the links, give Jade a like and a follow. And, uh, I'm sure we will connect soon in the future. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. And yeah, you're just doing great work and I'm sure your listeners get so much benefit from you. So thank you for serving the community and for helping raise the vibration of humanity. Thanks, Jade. And that wraps up another episode of the Business Whisperer podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Your support means the world to me. Please remember, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review so that other people can find these episodes and get some value out of it. If there is a guest that you would like us to interview on the show, please send me a message or send me an email to thebusinesswhisperer podcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to see you soon.